Scott, from a fundraising perspective, who were the winners and losers on Wednesday night? I don't think we know yet. Debates have a funny way of boomeranging several days later. Clearly, the, the guy at the center of the stage, uh, the young person who gathered most attention, Ramaswamy, I think is going to do really, really well. I think there's a sense that DeSantis probably rebounded some. I think um, Nikki Haley had a much better performance, and I think she was probably the overall winner. The interesting thing to see was what happens to Christy and Tim Scott, who I think in some ways both underperformed relative to expectation. You, know, you have to keep in mind, this is the first of what I think are 11 planned debates. The next one's going to be in September in California. The next one's in October after that in Alabama. So in some ways, you don't want to get out too early. This is a long haul, and I, I think it, every candidate's going to have good moments and bad moments. And I think a couple people may not even qualify to make the debate stage in September. You've been in politics long enough. You know you can't sustain a campaign unless you have money. Are these eight people we saw the other night going to be able to fund the campaigns until the next debate? That's a good question. I mean, clearly, I think what you saw with DeSantis in some ways mirrored what happened to Scott Walker back in 16, and I was involved in Scott's campaign. A lot of early buzz, a lot of big fundraising numbers, and then a decision to hire a lot of staffers. And then Scott underperformed in the first presidential debate, and the money dried up, and then you had to lay people off, and that's a narrative that's hard to turn around. DeSantis is trying to do it. I think the jury is still out. Why DeSantis was struggling, people started to put their markers down elsewhere on Tim Scott and a little bit on Christie. I think now that Nikki Haley may be the big winner from a fundraising perspective. You know, and the other person in the debate will be interesting to see what happens with Trump's financial numbers. Every time he gets indicted, the money seems to pour in. But at some point, I can't believe there's just not some steady attrition that develops. And so much money is going out of the Trump campaign to pay legal expenses. He may find himself in a situation where he's raised the most money and may not actually have cash in the bank. Tim Scott, actually, in that situation, is in pretty good shape. He still has 20 or $25 billion I spend. You think he's in it for the long haul, or at least the foreseeable future? Yeah, I think when people moved money away from DeSantis, a lot of the smart money went to Tim Scott's campaign. But I think this is going to put a pause there because he... It wasn't a good format for him. It was a strange setting. It was like a world wrestling match, uh, wrestling federation <laughs> match. I've never heard that much cheering, that much booing in a presidential debate. He said after the debate, I didn't realize it was going to be a food fight, so I'll be sure to bring more food with me to the next one. <laughs> and the next one will be a much different tone. It's at the Reagan Library in California. I think the attendance is maxed at 250 people. It'll be much more sedate, and it may be playing much more to issues than sort of the street theater we saw the other night. Well, you mentioned issues. The, the only one who really talked about issues seemed to be Nikki Haley. What Nikki did, I think, really well is that she was able to sort of catch the, the ebb and the flow and the waves of the debate. She seemed to capture a bunch of different moments. Some of the other candidates had a moment where they did very, very well talking about issues. I think Christie did in terms of Trump's electability. I think DeSantis did in terms of what his performance has been in Florida. I think Scott was very eloquent on education. But over the course of the night, she consistently seemed to get points made at each different step. That's why I think she had such a good performance. Is Ramaswamy all just glitter? <laughs> well, if he gets elected president, I may not be on his cabinet list. I thought he was very strange, divisive character. Christie made a great point that his opening statement was actually a ripoff from Barack Obama's opening statement at the Democratic Convention, where he said, who's this skinny kid with a funny name running for president? So he, 
I think, stood out just by capturing so much time. He was glib and he was entertaining. But I also think there was immaturity and also a lack of experience. And you can bet in California the long knives will be out for him. I mean, clearly that's who they're going to, whose bubble they're going to try to pierce last time out. I'm not sure the shtick he did will work well in the long run. I think it's got him early attention, but now I think in the next month, the press is going to look closely at all of the statements he made. The opposition research will be much more different. In a month from now, we may be writing whether that was the start and October is the end of his campaign. I just don't think it's sustainable. You mentioned Chris Christie. Is he in it because he seriously wants to become president or just to stir up reaction against former President Trump? I think it's both. You know, there was a move afoot in 12 to draft Christie when he was sort of at the peak of his career in New Jersey to be a alternative to Mitt Romney. And it's always funny in politics, you got to jump when the time is right. And he didn't do it. And now he's a little bit of yesterday's news. And I think it's hard to recapture magic. People sort of come and go on the national political stage. If you look at all the candidates who are on the stage in Milwaukee in 16, I don't really sure that there was a single person who was on the stage in 16. You know, Jeb Bush is long gone. Marco Rubio's gone. Scott Walker's gone. Ted Cruz is gone. And so I think Christie might have missed this opportunity. There's another thing with Christie that a friend of mine described during this draft in 12, which he's very much a Jersey guy. And as Barry said, you know, he doesn't appreciate that in most places in the country, people still say please and thank you. He's always been a little bit of a bull in the China shop, and I think he's going to have some challenges raising money, and the tough talk against Trump plays pretty well with suburban voters and plays pretty well with Democrats and plays well with independents. I'm not sure it plays very well at all with committed core Republican voters in the base, and so that'll be the... Christie may get awards for sort of taking the shot and landing a punch on Trump's nose. I'm not sure that plays well in the Iowa caucuses. 